while your day is winding down. They're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day. From local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard. To listen. And where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Are loud. All right. Welcome to South Coast tonight. Just going to adjust my headphones before we introduce our guest. We've got a great show ahead for you tonight. It's just me tonight in terms of uh, hosts because Chris will be back tomorrow. But I've got a great lineup of guests. Uh, Julian Sear, Senator from the Cape and Islands, uh, is going to be calling it at 8.30. He just sent a letter to Rachel Rollins and uh, Attorney General Merrick Garland asking them to investigate the uh, tr- Ron DeSantis' transport of migrants uh, to Martha's Vineyard, um, alleging certain constitutional and human rights violations. So, uh, you know, that's obviously in his district. He's been on the front. Uh, he's been on the ground uh, on uh, on that issue, and he's been doing a, a big national media circuit. You've seen a lot in CNN and other uh, major TV networks. So we're glad to have Julian Sear in at 830. But first, we're joined by uh, attorney Jake Ventura of uh, Defend Dartmouth. Hey, Jake, how are you? I'm well. How are you, Marcus? Good, good. I'm, I'm glad to have you. And I think if I told um, if I told 17 year old Marcus, you know, draped in maroon and gray, you know, ready to go out there and you know fight every Dartmouth person he could see, <laughs> I think he'd be pretty upset that I'd have someone on from a group called Defend Dartmouth. But here you are. And um, before we get started, if you want to talk about the sort of genesis of, of the Defend Dartmouth uh, organization, and also I think mention that your your affiliation to the um, to the to the uh, local tribe as well. Sure. Yeah. No. Look, uh, I'm sure most of your uh, listeners are familiar with the issues that have gone on in Dartmouth over the last three years. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, tomorrow, first of all, uh, the reason we're here is tomorrow is a culmination of that uh, three-year-long debate. Uh, Dartmouth will be unveiling two plaques uh, at the uh, high school at 1045 in the morning and then at the uh, Dartmouth High School Stadium on Slocum Road yeah. at the halftime show against old uh, Rochester Regional. So um, that's why we're here, and it's going to be a celebration tomorrow. Dartmouth's and, playing ORR? ORR. It feels like a little bit out of their league to – because they're Division One now. It feels a little bit out of their league to play ORR, but okay, sure. So um, Dart, so uh, Defend Dartmouth basically is, is an or, uh, was an organization in favor of keeping the uh, Dartmouth Indian logo. And the uh, you and other um, tribal members from the Quinnawampanoag tribe – had uh, actually uh, here in you know in Dar- in Dartmouth and and in Greater New Bedford uh, had defended maintaining the the um, Indian logo uh, because I think the, the the crux of the argument was and correct me if I'm wrong is that uh, getting rid of the logo would be an erasure of indigenous uh, the indigenous culture um, that is in Dartmouth and has been in Dartmouth for you know hundreds of years is that correct. 
Yeah, I mean, partly. I think, uh, look, the Defend Dartmouth group uh, had to form a ballot question committee uh, to comply with OCPF campaign finance rules. There was a non-binding referendum uh, earlier this spring um, that sort of uh, judged the temperature of the town and, uh, you know, the townspeople and their uh, willingness to keep the logo. Uh, But this goes back three years. Uh, There were a few folks in town who were uh, causing a stink about this logo um, during the national trends of cancel culture yeah um and one of one of whom is on the is on the school committee yeah one or two one or two a couple that are on the the school committee so in actually it's not just a few residents causing a stink about it but people in a position to actually to actually do something about it right and i think i think what got us uh, to this point of referendum back in the spring was that the school committee at that point for the lat for for about two years um based on our tally it was about two in favor a five-member school committee uh, board, two in favor of keeping the logo, two mm-hmm. against, and one uh, undecided. And so, um, you know, it's, it took two years of lobbying efforts, uh, dealing with the tribes, tribal nations, it, uh, dealing with the state legislature, um, and one-on-one meetings, and we were not able to get that third vote on the school committee. Um, and so we ended up uh, lobbying the select board to uh, initiate a, a referendum, which was non-binding to, uh, again, get the... Uh, a sense of the will of the, the, the people in town yeah. to see where they stood. Uh, ultimately, uh, on April 5th of this year, um, we had historic turnouts for an annual town election. We had mm-hmm. 23% turnout, which was just shy of the state primaries a few weeks ago. Um, yeah. And the Dartmouth Indian won with 81% of the vote. And I believe uh, someone told me uh, earlier today that the Dartmouth Indian actually had more votes than any statewide candidate in Dartmouth for the primary. I'm sure it did. <laughs> yeah, so, and, and for context... Um, 23% turnout. New Bedford just had 13 for their state for their statewide primary, right? So um, that's a very high turnout for a town election. Fairhaven, I know in their town elections, has like around a 19% turnout. So 23% is, is actually a very high turnout. And, you know, a lot of people, so some people were, the, the, I know some of the arguments were essentially, uh, you know, some were very... Well, uh, civil rights aren't left to a referendum, right? Which um, is a, a little, you know, high-minded to say the least. But uh, one of the arguments was, well, it's only twenty-three percent of the town that voted, or twenty-three percent of eligible voters. Well, that's a record. That's a record turnout. It's also more. That's also more people than who elected you to the school board, right? That's more people than Many elected. More. Yeah, more. a lot more people Many than more. than than. Than the like the amount of people that got you on that school board to begin with, so you can't turn your nose up at twenty three percent of the people because that's how many people vote right. in general. And for further context, the the, uh, the the general turnout in Dartmouth is usually abysmal. It's seven. It was seven to nine percent uh, uh, the year before. Well, that's and, pretty bad. Yeah, ten percent. So that's, that's real. I didn't to, know it was uh, that low. That's really yeah, bad. to get twenty three percent more than tripling the the turnout was historic. And um, yeah. you know, eighty one percent of the people in town. Agreed on this. You can't get eighty-one percent of Americans to agree on any issue. I got to right get now. in Fairhaven. That's that's a good that's a good way to uh, to, to juice turnout. Actually, so maybe I'll, I'll start a lobby that uh, to get rid of the Blue Devils logo. There you, you know, go. <laughs> it represents. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, right. So um, so anyway, we're joined by Jake Ventura of Defend Dartmouth. We're taking your calls too and your app chat message. But if you want to call in at five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred, if you have an opinion on this, I know we have a lot of Dartmouth listeners out there that might want to talk about this issue, but. So the referendum uh, overwhelmingly supported your your cause uh, to maintain the Indian logo. That Indian, the logo itself was 
actually designed by a tribal member, right, Clyde Andrews. That's right. And um, because of its prior inaccuracies. That's right. In 1973, uh, Clyde Andrews, uh, who will be speaking at both ceremonies tomorrow in Dartmouth, uh, designed, was asked by... uh, then director of uh, athletics, uh, former uh, uh, the late Carlin Lynch, and uh, director of music, uh, Gil Madrigal, uh, and his mother, Edith Andrews, was asked to redesign a logo that would be more reflective of uh, Native Americans that you would see in Massachusetts. I think at one point there was an, a, an Indian head with a full headdress, which is something you'd see out west. Um, and so it was a, a noble logo that has sort of uh, stood the test of time, and uh, next year it will be its 50th year in use. So. That's great. Um, so, you know, as a tribal member and the other tribal members that supported this, I think what you're, you know, the what you guys are saying is because there's a lot of controversy around, and we'll get into the the, the broader um, discussions in a bit. But there's a lot of controversy around representations of indigenous people in uh, sports, right, or in really in, all, in any kind of media. Sure. And there, there's definitely, you know, you look at the old Peter Pan movie and all of that. There's definitely some representations that are that were pretty offensive. But um, I think you know what you guys are trying to say is basically. You're okay with the representation as long as it's accurate and respectful and you feel as though that this logo is. That's right. And again, it was designed by a fellow tribal member. And so when you have folks who uh, live in town, who are elected and who aren't from the town, who have moved to the town late in their lives, uh, when they go out on the record and say that the logo is racist and that the people who support the logo is racist... Uh, I find that deeply offensive, and we decided to to finally hit back. And you actually, you know, because uh, you actually had, because I know some of the arguments were, well, what about students who might not want to wear the logo? Is there an alternate or something like that? You know, there's actually students that signed on to support the logo that are tribal members. There was a, and, yeah, and there was a poll done within the uh, high school uh, back in, twenty, I think, 2019 or 2020 when this sort of just started happening. And right. uh, I think it was 76% of students supported the logo, too. So. Yeah. yeah, no, it's, it's. I mean, it, it does seem like, you know, and I, it does seem like it's, you know, you're picking a fight over nothing. Like, a lot of this was a, lo- a whole lot of, a much ado about nothing in terms of, like, you know, like calling it a civil rights issue, I think, is is really um, uh, uh, hyperbole. Um, so uh, there are, however, so at the I remember the school board meeting, I remember Sean Carney had spoken um, he, uh, about it. And he had, you know, he had made he had made his case and why that logo should be should be kept. But there are tribal members in the in in the uh, Wampanoag tribe in general um, that are against the um, are against that representation uh, what is your you know general response to that look I think any subset of the American uh, elect uh, not electorate but any, any subset of the American people whether it's the Portuguese or the Irish or Native Americans or Italians what have you you're always going to have disagreement within uh, cultural groups and so yeah. Uh, I think the thing to highlight here, though, is that every single Dartmouth Wampanoag Aquina member who went through the Dartmouth school systems, I think there were about 22 of us, were mm-hmm. unanimous in our support for it. There was not a single one who w- grew up in Dartmouth, went to Dartmouth schools or played sports or music who was against the logo or found it offensive uh, in the least. And you found it to be a point of uh, you, you found it to be a point of pride. It was a point of pride. Yeah. 
Still is. 508-996-0500 is how you get the program. So, again, this is all culminating to a, uh, a ceremony tomorrow, both at the Fieldhouse at the actual Dartmouth High School and at the Dartmouth Stadium on Slocum Road. Uh, and can you tell us uh, again about uh, what's happening at those, what time What time they are, and uh, what's going to happen there? Sure. Uh, the, uh, tomorrow morning at 1045 at Dartmouth High School on Bakerville Road, uh, there will be a plaque unveiling. Uh, that one's closed to the public just because uh, school is still in session, and so um, the media will be there and uh, uh, taping it. Um, uh, but that one is closed to the public. Uh, what time is that? That's at 10.45 in the morning, and that will be uh, right outside of the main corridor once you enter the high school across or at the gym. So Dartmouth TV is going to be uh, doing something with that? Yeah, or? yeah okay. absolutely. And I, I believe Dartmouth Week, and uh, perhaps uh, someone mentioned someone from the station as well, so we'll see. Um, cool. And then at uh, at Slocum Road on the uh, uh, at the high school stadium, uh, Veterans Memorial Stadium at halftime, there will be a brief uh, plaque unveiling there as well. So you'll have two plaques in town um, to commemorate uh, Clyde Andrews and his contributions to redesigning the logo in 1973. And, uh, you know, it'll go to serve uh, future uh, uh, high school students and younger generations of the meaning of the logo and how Dartmouth is different from, for example, the Washington Redskins or the Cleveland Indians. So. So uh, 508-996-0500 is how you get the program. We're speaking with uh, Attorney Jake Ventura of Defend Dartmouth, a uh, member of the Quina, uh Wampanoag tribe. Uh, Wampanoag tribe at a Quina Gay Head, is that, is that actually the correct phrasing? Yeah, I think okay. that's close enough. <laughs> so um, you can never be too careful these days, <laughs> hence why we're here. So, um, so is we're going to talk about the broader issues, I think, after the break. But in Dartmouth, this has been a referendum. You guys are doing the plaque. The school committee has, you know, I think more or less set its piece. Is this issue here settled or is there more to come on this? This issue, uh, after the referendum, the school committee, the, the following meeting, uh, April 25th, voted to affirm the logo three mm-hmm. to one with one abstention. Um, that's when the issue was settled. Tomorrow is a celebration of uh, the three-year effort to uh, – save the indians uh is the issue settled uh we'll see what happens with the state legislature uh, and i know you want to talk a little bit about that and let's so. let's do that actually we're going to take a break uh and then when we get back we're going to continue talking about um the broader uh discussion on representations of indigenous people uh in logos and in media so uh this is south coast tonight i'm marcus chris will be back tomorrow but i'm with uh with attorney jake ventura of defend dartmouth so stay tuned I'm Marcus. Chris McCarthy will be joining us tomorrow, but tonight I'm joined by Attorney Jake Ventura, member of the uh, Wampanoag Tribe at, at Aquina Gayhead. Uh, we're, we're talking about uh, representations of indigenous people, uh, particularly the movement, um, unsuccessful movement thus far, to remove uh, the Dartmouth uh, Indian logo and ma- uh, name uh, from their their uh, athletic um, from their athletics. And uh, Jake's in favor of keeping that logo, the Dartmouth Indian, uh, essentially because as a member of the uh, as a member of the of the tribe, as a tribal member, and as somebody who went to Dartmouth and wore that logo, feels that though it's an accurate representation of um, you know of his uh, of his heritage, and uh, he was proud, and and to to get rid of it would be an erasure 
of of that uh, of that heritage and that and the indigenous foothold um, in the Dartmouth community. So, Jake, I, I know that honestly, you know, we, we talked about this. You said the issues, you know, looks like it's done, but I still feel like there, you know, y- you you might have felt that you were treated unfairly, or you and the other tribal members were that supported this were treated unfairly uh, in this in this in this discussion. Well, I don't know if it has to do with uh, tribal members or you know be, whether we were part of the Native American. Uh, 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 movement there to, to support the logo. I I, I think uh, folks who specifically who were with Defend Dartmouth, uh, good citizens, a bipartisan group of people, um, natives and non-natives, uh, came together collectively to again produce the highest turnout uh, in the history, uh, recent history of town. Twenty three percent with eighty one percent of those voters uh, voting to approve the logo. Right. They were treated very unfairly. Uh, people who were running for office. Um, you know whether it was the the lo- some of the local news uh, uh, entities uh, WBSM you know not included in that of course but uh, you know folks over at New Bedford Light I mean they were producing garbage total really? total garbage uh, some of their reporters I won't name names but you know who you, I'm talking you're about. welcome to name names here we're not gatekeepers for yeah. local media outlets so yeah I'd love Jack to call in but uh, you know some of these people over there it was just total garbage. Um, Complete falsehoods. Well, why do you think it was garbage? Well, you know, uh, there were accusations that the folks that defend Dartmouth uh, were, for example, all Republicans or, you know, other people, um, not the news entities, but uh, uh, other people would say that we were racist or Aren't this you a Republican <laughs> candidate for Senate? <laughs> Aren't yeah, you a Republican, yeah. Jake? I, yeah. And you know what? They said that we were all MAGA Trump Republicans. I've never voted for Donald Trump in my life. All right. And so, um, you know, for folks over at New Bedford Light who claim that they're a 401, you know, C3 status with the IRS, I had several people, uh, several complaints come across my desk to say, why don't we file a report against those folks uh, delving into partisan politics? Wow. And it was all lies. Right. Um, And so love to hear back from them. But they were a disgrace to this process. Um, Total, total lies. And not once did they reach out to any of us. tribal members or people who were supportive of keeping the logo. They had an agenda, and you know how that works. Uh, and, you know, other folks, um, you know, an elected member of the school committee, um, who was the chair at the time, who forced this issue in the cover of COVID. During the height of COVID, when people weren't able to meet and you had virtual meetings and parents couldn't come in person to talk about the issues, they were pushing this nonsense. Total garbage. And we could get into it uh, in detail, um, but completely. Sure. Yeah, well, let's go. <laughs> they would stack the deck, this diversity committee they commi- uh, they created over in Dartmouth. Not once did they bring in a single tribal member. There was no diversity on that committee, first of all, um, in ideology or ethnicity. Uh, they didn't bring in a single person to testify over two and a half years who supported the logo. Huh. You know, I mean, it was just total, total nonsense. And so at some point in 2000, Clyde Andrews and I and uh, Chris Pereira wrote a six-page letter to open letter to the school committee and to the press and to our legislature. And we told, we blew the whole thing open. And that's what started this uh, push to a referendum. Wow. Well, strong words there for the uh, opponents of, uh, of, of the defend Dartmouth. And um, I guess we'll, uh, we'll, we'll just leave it that we'll leave it at that. Um, so Jake, I do want to move on to the, um, 
and we'll take calls if you want at 508-996-0500. But, Jake, I want to move on to the broader conversation about representation, uh, uh, the, 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 the legislation that's, that's currently either in Beacon Hill or being proposed on Beacon Hill. Can you tell us about that uh, legislation? Yeah, for the last several years, even prior to the Dartmouth issue, there were uh, bills that were filed. There's a bill uh, that was filed in the House and in the Senate, and I'm a former staff member up there. Uh, so I know the process and how that works, but there was there was a bill that was filed that would essentially uh, ban any Native American imagery or symbol logo uh, across the state. Um, and so, you know, it's over the years, it's gotten some more progress. I think last I had checked, it was sitting in Senate Ways and Means. I don't recall the bill number. There's a second bill out there. Uh, there's a commission to... Over- I got Mike Rogers on on Monday. Maybe I'll ask him about it. Yeah, and, and you know, Mike and I are, uh, you know, I'm good friends with Mike, and uh, uh, I hope he does the right thing. But I'll tell you, um, there's a commission out there as well uh, to overhaul the state seal and the state flag. Um, and the problem with a lot of these legislative initiatives are they're being uh, uh, drafted by people without consultation of any of the federally recognized tribes. Okay, um, and it's you know there are some legal implications there, so uh, we're hoping that uh, you know these bills die in committee. Um, I, yeah. I I think it would be tough for it to pass the House at this point. The Senate disappoints me greatly. Uh, anything will pass the Senate at this point, but um, I'd like to at least uh, once we get these uh, plaques in in Dartmouth, we're going to focus our efforts at the state level. So. So the the legislation specifically is tar- saying there's no representation no representation of of indigenous people in any sort of um, high school athletics or, or, or any sort of high school athletics, uh, and so that would mean that Dartmouth would have to pick the, a, a new logo, right? It depends on what bill goes uh, forward. The the bill that I'm familiar with had an exemption for federally recognized tribes to create uh, a special partnership with the town or municipality of their choice. And so that's what okay. we had been pushing all along. And we're hopeful that the uh, the Wampanoag Aquina at some point will uh, ultimately form a partnership with the town of Dartmouth. So notwithstanding any bills, the Indians could survive. Um, but, you know, we're, we're more concerned at a statewide level about getting rid of the Seekonk Warriors or King Philip or this or that um, simply to erase history and culture and simply to appease there's a few schools named the warriors uh seekonk i can think of, i think yeah. winthrop maybe a uh, fox no is it fox foxborough school braintree is something as well i i, I forget exactly but there, there were quite a Mid- few middleborough's the sachems okay yeah yep. uh, middleborough's the sachems i think i think winthrop's the warriors i think that the I think Foxborough's the Warriors too. I know the Fox, when I, I played Foxborough in high school, I know they they had an yeah. indigenous uh, type of theme to their logo. And you, you think that's all fine? And so what we'd like to do is what we did in Dartmouth is look rather than do a uh, a blanket ban on all Native American imagery, let's take it on a case by case basis. There are things out there I'm sure that are probably offensive to the mainstream um, or um, um, would be inappropriate, but. Why don't we let local tribes partner with local school committees and municipalities and determine what's best for the local part of their region? And uh, I had a conversation with the National Congress of American Indians during this debate. They're beginning to roll back their initial – they had initially been supportive of all right bans. They're beginning to hopefully roll back their position on that as well. So. The National Congress of American Indians, can you just sort of explain what that is? It's it's a uh, – Basically, it's the uh, uh, an entity that represents uh, 
uh, all federally recognized tribes across the nation. And so okay. um, they do policy. They lobby in Washington, D.C. with the federal government. And, uh, so at first they were they were saying we want outright bans. This, uh, they don't want any representation in, in sort of sports um, for uh you know um indigenous people but now what they're saying is maybe something that's a bit more respectful like what you think the dartmouth logo is give tribes across the nation the ability to work with states and uh, municipalities to determine what's best for that particular region um, rather than a national or a statewide all-out ban and that's what we're going to hopefully push with the legislature now at this point Uh, i'm not confident those bills are going to move forward anyhow um, I'm confident that the Dartmouth Indian will stay for the time being, but um, that's sort of the model that we'd like to use, what we did in Dartmouth, and make that a national model. So, We're speaking with Attorney Jake Ventura, member of the Wampanoag tribe, and uh, we're talking about you know the Defend Dartmouth movement uh, or the discussion around whether or not to keep the Dartmouth logo and representations of uh, indigenous people in um, in. Uh, in, in in any sort of uh, athletics or, or media. So thinking more broadly, right, we're talking about the local stuff. So Middleborough Sachems, is that something that's uh, on its face offensive? I don't believe so. Right. And Warriors. But I'm not easily offended, Marcus, you know. That. Yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> so, um, and... And, uh, and war, no, warrior, Warriors. No, Warrior, uh, warrior is a, a sign of respect and honor, and I think... Uh, Back in the day, Native Americans were warriors. Um, I think part of the issue with this entire debate is that, uh, you know, by simply erasing all imagery or logos or symbols um, that we're sort of just uh, viewing Native Americans as a a thing of the past. But uh, in all actuality, uh, Native Americans are still here. They have survived. Um, And in contemporary culture, they're doing very well, uh, whether it's tribal governments and entities um, in Massachusetts or out west, um, um, you know, the Native American culture is surviving. And, and I think, and I've, and I've been on with Barry Richards on this particular point, um, you know, here in New England, we do a very terrible job uh, honoring our Native American. We have street names. We have this and that. We've got, uh, you know, Plymouth Plantation. But we could do a lot better job. You go out west to the Pacific Northwest, you see the influences of Native American culture everywhere. Right. Um, so we'd like to uh, reverse that trend here in the Commonwealth. How would you do that? Fighting this bill. First of all, fighting this bill. I think, you know, I think uh, what I fail to mention is what we've been able to do in Dartmouth, even with our opponents on this issue. I think everybody agrees that um, at least in Dartmouth and I would hope statewide that we can enhance the uh, indigenous education and the history in our local schools. Um, And and hopefully, I mean, ultimately it comes down to a state thing, too, because of all the mandates uh, issued on our towns. But uh, that's something we're working on in Dartmouth. We, uh, the select board and school committee, have set up a joint committee now to tackle that issue and to tackle educational issues um, in general across the town and highlight, you know, an idea was to highlight uh, historical spots in Dartmouth and how they were connected to the local indigenous uh, populations. And so there are things that you can do to really increase awareness. I had some business in Dartmouth Town Hall some years ago, and I remember seeing some little sort of, I would call it a display, yeah, uh, yeah. maybe, of uh, recognizing that sort of history of indigenous people in, in Dartmouth. But yeah, there should be more, like you said, and, historical. And I, be- and I believe that was Edith Andrews who led that charge uh, years ago, Clyde's mother. 
Okay. Uh, she's a, a tribal elder, and um, I'm hoping she makes an appearance tomorrow. I, no promises, but she was extremely influential in uh, helping the process redesigning that Dartmouth Indian, and she was the one responsible for that uh, um, display at the town hall. So. So we're speaking with attorney Jake Ventura. We're talking about uh, Jake Ventura is a member of the uh, Wampanoag tribe at Aquinnah Gayhead. And we're talking about representations of indigenous people in uh, athletics and in uh, popular culture and how to do that respectfully. And uh, how to do that respectfully was what you're saying is to not uh, just have a blanket ban because that would um, be an erasure uh, essentially. And so, um, so, Jake, I do want to talk about like, so we'll go a bit a little a little bit higher. We talked about the state, some of the towns in in the Commonwealth, some of the high schools in the Commonwealth. We'll go up a step up and and, and look at collegiate athletics. So, Florida State Seminole, uh, Seminoles. Um, what's your thoughts on that representation? The, the Florida State Seminoles, of course, they have the um, you know the, the the chant that was very famous and frankly very catchy. And they you know usually they used to. I, I thought they. They have a, a mascot on a, who's an indigenous person that would, um, I want to say, do throw us uh, throw a spear in the ground or something like that. Um, so, what's your thoughts on those representations? Well, I think uh, that's exactly you know the situation I'm talking about. FSU, Florida State University, and the Seminole Tribe decided to partner together and decide what was best for their locale, their local area, um, and that's what we're trying to do in Dartmouth. Uh, look, we don't have a mascot in Dartmouth. We don't have a guy on a horse with a spear. We have a symbol that was created by uh, an indigenous member. Um, but what we'd like to advocate on a national level, uh, whether it's collegiate or uh, you know municipal or even state in some cases, uh, having local control with yeah. local tribes. And so what they do at FSU, I think it's a beautiful thing. So what about um, professional? Uh, let's say... I mean, the one that gets caught, uh, brought up is Washington. Yeah. So, what's your thoughts on on the on, on Washington's former uh, team uh, yeah. team name and, yeah. and, and logo and representation in general? Uh, it was interesting when I was in law school. I was in a uh, Native American law seminar, and my thesis was on that particular issue, the trademark, oh. the trademark issue. And so, I didn't do a thesis in law school, so you <laughs> it, were a better well, student than I was. It wasn't. It wasn't to the. It wasn't a doctoral thesis. It was a. It was probably a term paper, but. Um, <laughs> The arguments that we it's a thesis in law school. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the arguments that sounds that, like a three L class. You already got your you already got your prereqs in. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, you're just you're just getting ready for the bar. So uh, anyway, sorry, it, it was a three L class. It was <laughs> yeah, a seminar, yeah. definitely a three L class. Yeah, but uh, some of the uh, items that we researched in that that seminar, uh, I actually uh, testified in Dartmouth during one of those open forums uh, back oh. in the spring, and and. Um, the, the 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 trademark office. Uh, this was a sort of a new case, uh, and without putting your listeners to uh, to sleep, um, they had what was called the disparaging factor test. You know, and uh, they had several items, and ultimately they had determined that the term redskin at the time of inception, it was actually in 1932, the Boston Redskins before they moved. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time of inception in 1932, the term redskin was disparaging. And uh, I thought it was a pretty interesting analysis. And so the trademark office, uh, you know what happened there. I mean, they found... In like 2013, right? Yeah, 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 around then. And the courts had determined that the trademark, uh, Redskin, was disparaging. I personally thought the logic was reasonable. I was never personally offended by the the logo. The logo was also created by a Native American. 
No kidding. It was. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it was the... But the, the term itself was, uh, I think, intended term, yeah. to be a slur. Right. And so, look, at the end of the day, the team and the league did what they thought was best, and they are now the commanders, and I don't have a problem with that. It's a terrible name. It is. Um, but, again, the distinction is... You know, Chief Wahoo, you look at the imagery of the old Chief Wahoo, was that a character? Who was the logo of the, the logo, I mean, the, right. the, the mascot of the Redskins. Right. The yeah. term Indian isn't necessarily, it shouldn't be offensive. It's the federally recognized term for fe- the American Indian. So, yeah. um, you know, it, it really is a case-by-case basis. The, the point of the matter is, in Dartmouth, you know, our opponents, all 19% of them in town, uh, <laughs> had to throw that out there. <laughs> Our very vocal opponents manufactured this from day one. Not even really nineteen percent. It's nineteen well, percent of the people who showed up the vote. I bet even. Oh yeah, it's, yeah. I bet it's even a smaller percentage of the town total in, in general. But sorry, continue. Hey, look, look, nice people, but the, the folks who were leading their effort. They, I always they do that manu- before I trash somebody. <laughs> I always do that. No, every time. Well, because the problem is when you're on local radio, is that the, the people that you talk about, you can't always say nice things. And the people that you talk about, you have to see sometimes. <laughs> And so you always say, hey, I like this guy, but (laughs) anyway, sorry, continue. Uh, Nice people, but (laughs) look, and I'll see some of them tomorrow and we're cordial and everyone, you know, we'll move on to the next issue. But this was a totally manufactured issue. Not a single student cited in Dartmouth in the history of Dartmouth said that they were offended by this logo, whether they were Native American or not. Um, And they brought in out of towners. And they brought in a few hand-select people to testify, this professor who, I mean, it was just hogwash, Marcus, okay? Mm -hmm. Uh, And and we sat there during COVID remotely without any public input. And so we decided, you know what, this thing was designed, redesigned to honor his people by Clyde Andrews, a Native American. uh, And we were going to fight back. And so we did. And uh, I'd love for our local university, UMass Dartmouth, the political science department, to Use this as a case study on how to dominate in local politics. (laughs) 508-996-0500. Listen, we're going to take a break, and we'll be back with Attorney Jake Ventura here on South Coast tonight. 1420 WB. Joined by Attorney... Chris will be back tomorrow. I'm actually joined by Attorney Jake Ventura, a member of the Wampanoag tribe at Aquinnah Gayhead. And he is... uh, We were talking about representations of indigenous people um, generally. And... Uh, you know, specifically about the, uh, the discussion around the Dartmouth Indian logo and then the, some of the state legislation aimed at targeting that. But uh, there is an ongoing discuss- discussion about the Massachusetts state flag, which has a representation of an indigenous person. Um, what, uh, you know, I know that there is a tribal member um, that, uh, that is uh, on that committee. And what is your what is your take on that? Do you think that that logo should remain how it is in the in the in the state in the state flag? My personal view is keep the logo, keep the state seal exactly how, exactly, ex- how exactly how it is. I think it's a great seal. It's a from the uh, pre-colonial era uh, or the uh, pre-colonial era when uh, we were Massachusetts Bay Company there. Um, and if you go to the state house at the top of the grand staircase, there's a I don't know if you remember this. There's a grand uh, 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 stained glass mural that overlooks the great hall and it mm-hmm. has every rendition of the uh indian um seal yeah the algonquin seal um from prior to the founding of the united states of america i think it's good history i think to erase it would be an error um i from what i'm hearing i think there may be alter alterations to it um like what 
perhaps removing the sword above or the Latin phrase. I'm not sure. Uh, The commission has been sort of a total joke. They've missed every single one of their deadlines. We're keeping an eye on them, but uh, quite frankly, we uh, have had our hands full in Dartmouth. Yikes! (laughs) My my personal view is keep keep it as is. Um, We're one of the oldest states, commonwealths in the nation. Um, there's a lot of history there. I don't think it's offensive. Jake Ventura taking no prisoners tonight. 508-996-0500 is how you can get on the program. We've got a call. Let's go to it. Good evening. You're live. Hi. Hey. I'd just like to have a word with uh, with the attorney. Sure. Are you there? He's here. Yes, caller. I, I just want to say that I want to thank you so much for the information that you shared with us tonight on the radio and i want to say that you know we talk about the state flag with the native american on it and they want to get rid of it and i wonder what they want to do with the mattapoisett town flag the mattapoisett town flag also has a native american on it and we have a native american name and we have more than 20 streets in this town with native american names and we have Two sections of town, Antasawamic, for for instance, has a Native American name. And then we have, let's see, there's, um, oh, it escapes my memory right now. But try to get rid of uh, our Native American heritage in these towns is absolutely foolish. And it's it's a disgrace. It's a, it, 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 I, I just can't imagine this stuff going on. But anyway, that's all I have to say. Thank you for and the I call. Want, I want to thank. I, I want to thank the lawyer there, Attorney for, Jake Ventura, bringing us, up, bringing us up to date on what is going on. Thank you very much for the call. Appreciate it. And, and thanks to the caller. Um, you know, that's the exact sentiment we have heard throughout this region, not only in the town of Dartmouth. Um, uh, but people want more Native American history. I mean, we're so rich this region. It is. It, it's it's such fascinating history too. Um, I you know I was reading a book a while back uh, about uh, the heart of everything. It is about Red Cloud, um, and it, it was just an incredible. It was an incredible book. I think the only uh, indigenous leader to to win a war against um, the uh, American military efforts. So it was really cool. Um, it is. It's such a cool and rich history that there really should be more education around it. And you said that. You know, you're working on and trying to introduce that more into the curriculum of uh, Dartmouth High in particular. Yeah, uh, uh, Dartmouth, all the Dartmouth schools. So hopefully, uh, yeah, right. K through 12. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's such an extraordinary uh, uh, thing that we've been missing out on all these years. Um, and uh, hopefully, you know, future students and current people in town who are no longer students, hopefully there will be more opportunities to share the uh, culture, the history, the food, the language. And the, I mean the the events that occurred on these very grounds. It's it's actually truly remarkable. You can get a uh, Elizabeth Warren's cookbook for the uh, <laughs> the crab dip. <laughs> <I'm>, yeah. <laughs> the crab the crab dip that indigenous people in Oklahoma made. <laughs> yes, she's got more she's got uh, more pronounced cheekbones than I do. I, I'll give her that. <laughs> freshwater, freshwater uh, Oklahoma crabs. All right, so we're going to take a break, and we'll wrap up with uh, Attorney Jake Ventura here on, on South Coast Tonight. Here's what's happening this week on tomorrow. Welcome back to South Coast Tonight. We're here with Jake Ventura, Attorney Jake Ventura of the Wampanoag Tribe at a uh, at a Quid and Gay Hag. 
Gayhead. We were talking about representations of indigenous people, uh, the, the, the conversation surrounding the Dartmouth Indian and Jake tomorrow. What, where can, uh, what's going to happen tomorrow? What's the, uh, with the, what's the culmination of this discussion? Yeah. After three, three and a half years of, uh, back and forth, um, tomorrow is the ultimate victory, I, I believe, and it's going to be a celebration for the people of town, uh, for the alumni, my fellow classmates, uh, future, uh, uh, students at Dartmouth High School in the town as a whole, and for the tribes. Um, we're going to have two plaque unveilings uh, celebrating the origins of the Dartmouth Indian uh, designed by Clyde Andrews in 1973. Um, one at the Dartmouth High School on Bakerville Road um, at 1045 in the morning, and then uh, tomorrow night uh, we welcome the public to join us at the halftime show, uh, Dartmouth Memorial Stadium, between Dartmouth and ORR for the football game at 7 p.m., and there will be two plaques that will be permanently placed uh, in each location. Jake Ventura, thank you for coming on. It's been a fun discussion, and uh, we'll uh, we'll chat soon. Good to be with you. Absolutely. Stay tuned. we got Julian's here coming up in the second hour.